Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pastalka. And today we're going to be talking about improving the customer experience with product sort. And I have Chris Young here to talk about that with me. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks, Damon. Glad to be on. Man, I am really excited about this, Chris. We met a while ago. We talked a couple times now about about e-commerce and product sort. And you showed me some products, exciting products you're developing. But it's it's great to get someone with your experience in manufacturing and the fastener industry on today. So I'm excited to talk. Yes, let's do it. All right. So without further ado, Chris, let's talk let's talk a little bit about your background. Kind of I mean, when you say you've been in when I say you've been in the fastener industry for a while, you've been in the fastener industry for a bit because you started out really young at this. I did. Um, I did. I started out actually in, my, in, in a hardware store with my dad packing yeah. for, packing for uh, you know, the, the customer's orders. Um, yeah. So that just led me into the world of uh, in industrial supplies. And, and from there, I've, I've worked for uh, UPS. I've, I've worked for small distributors. Um, and uh, I really like the small distributor um, atmosphere and culture. Um, and that's where I, you know, got to hone my technology um, skills and, and appetite for, for, you know, just learning how to take um, a problem that was, ex- that exists in the manufacturing dis- distribution world and, uh, you know, solve it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, we talk, we're talking about fasteners, but I mean, you've got a wide ranging background because you have worked for the SBDC mm-hmm. helping consult companies that wanted help with the SBDC, correct? I did. Um, that was a just an, an enlightening experience for, for me. Um, I got to work with other small business owners that were having issues with, you know, you name it from, hiring to exporting um and that just just opened up my eyes to so many more um you know avenues and opportunities out there in in the small business world so i was really happy to be able to do that um i i I worked as uh you know not worked as but volunteered and and served on the women in manufacturing out of ohio um that again was another great opportunity for me I've worked for the Women's Chamber of Commerce and the American Small Business Chamber of Commerce. And I got to, for 20 years, got to meet with uh, small business owners in Washington, D.C. and help them achieve their goals when it came to uh, procurement with the U.S. government. So that, I mean, that was just, I've I've lived and had some amazing experiences, I tell you. 
Yeah, no doubt, because it because the wide ranging businesses you get to touch in those roles really mm-hmm. allows you to bring a lot of things that you see working well into your own business and, mm-hmm. and in the business that you support. Yep. So I bet that had to be interesting. So if you go back to those, what are some of the most what are a couple things that were really interesting to you to pick out that you go, man, I still remember. And that was really cool that we were able to work on that or we accomplished or something like that. Well, um, as far as working with the government um, in the in the procurement area, um, you know, we took and worked with companies that were literally startup companies that um, and, and we mainly worked with women owned um, mm-hmm. and small minority owned companies. Um, that's the mission of, of both of the, uh, the 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 platforms and um, just a small little, you know, one person company turned into a multi-million dollar, you know, 500 employee company Wow! Uh, through, through the connections that were made. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you one of the biggest things I learned, I, I can tell you who really runs this, this, uh, this, this country as far as procurement is concerned. And, and you'd, you'd be surprised um, just the people I met down there in Washington, DC and, and the, uh, the opportunities that are available for people who want to put in the time and effort. Um, it's, it's definitely something that any business owner should consider. Um, the government is, is I think like something like the fifth largest, uh, you know, buyer of goods in the world. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. So you want to make some money. That's, you know, something you should think about. Yeah, that's that's really that's really great points, and it is it is cool, and it's, it's such. I I can imagine it's very very rewarding to be able to yeah. see those businesses start up and go, starting businesses. People really going, what what should I do next? And then you help them through that, and then the next phase, the next phase, and like you said, if you go from a single person to five hundred employees and millions of dollars, that's quite a change. Yeah. Yep. The connections were, the connections were just amazing in that, in that opportunity. Um, And, and, and again, and that extended to at the SBDC, you know, you take a company, excuse me, who had little export experience and bring them into a free trade zone. Yeah. um, Which we were in Ohio have that opportunity. Um, And, you know, you, you see this company just blossom out there. Um, it's just, you know, if, it makes you feel so good inside to know that you're able to be a part of something that makes somebody else so happy yes. and so rewarding. Yes, yes. That, that's that's so cool, Chris. So I just want to I just want to recognize a few people here. We've got Kenneth in here. Thanks so much for stopping by today, Kenneth. And we got Nick Dorsey's with us this afternoon and uh, Mike Ashebroner. I, I can never say Mike's last name. I don't know why. I've got my last name is Postalka. You think I could say just about anything after that? But <laughs> that is that, that what you talked about right there. Just like you said, is so satisfying to see those businesses just be able to enjoy the successes in that. Then the like you said, free trade zones and the other things. I just don't think that enough people think about and look towards the SBDCs or sometimes the manufacturing extension partnerships and other places that, or what's, what's the other one? The There's oh, also no. score score and the 
It's PTAC. Is it? Yeah. Oh, PTAC. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with some of these co-funding opportunities and, and the free training and the score, the SBDC, I mean, there's just so many things. If you if you need to find something and you can't find it and it's not someone in your in your network or you haven't found it, I think those are great places to start. And all free. Yeah, yeah. All free. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. I mean, you, people should definitely take the opportunity um, to look into them. I think every state has, you know, some sort, whether it's the Manufacturing Extension Partnership, the PTAC centers, um, they have women's centers if you're a yep. woman-owned business. Um, yep. Just definitely take advantage of those things. They're free. They help get your business to the level you want it to be at. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is cool. That is cool because I'm glad we got to talk about that a little bit because it's so it, – I mean, because – especially today, right? There's a lot of people as, as you look across the business landscape now, there's a lot of people that are choosing to start their own businesses now. Mm -hmm. And I think at a, at an even higher rate, yes, some are in the gig economy and other things, but I think there's a lot of other businesses being started as well. And these are some good resources for those people. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, you got to take advantage of this stuff, especially when you're starting out and you don't know, you don't have your own network. Yeah. That's another thing that, that each one of those uh, agencies that we mentioned are also very good at networking and connecting with you, connecting you to other people that are like-minded that are in the same situation as you, that can partner up with you for whatever your, your yeah. needs are, you definitely need to check out those resources. Yeah. Yeah. Cause those peer, those peer opportunities to meet people that are, you know, in the trenches with you fighting mm -hmm. the same fight is so important because that, you know, there are people to talk to How did you go through this before? What have you dealt with this or not? You know, there's just a lot of things and uh, that network is, is invaluable at that point. Yeah, they have. They, I'll tell you another thing that really um, I found very um, helpful in my journey. Um, the uh, Small Business Development, no, the SBA, Small Business Administration, yeah. has a program um, called Emerging Leaders. And mm -hmm. for small business owners, and there are some qualifications, you have to be um, earning uh, or driving so much revenue and, mm -hmm. you know, um, have a limited amount of employees and stuff. So there are some criteria that you have to follow, but um, they have a program er emerging leaders that I think it's seven months. Wow. Um, two nights a week, or at least the class that I went to. And basically you get an, an executive MBA out of it. Wow. And that's it's crazy. Free. Cool. It's that's crazy. Free. Cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you know, you learn the ins and outs of every aspect of your business from legal to accounting to yeah. importing and exporting. I mean, just the whole gamut. And it was really, really a great experience. Um, I don't have a college education. Um, I started when I was, you know, uh, a teenager working and, um, yeah. just continued my career through, through that, through that Avenue. That's um, awesome. so for me, it, it really gave me a lot of the, you know, background stuff that I hadn't gotten through uh, college education and mm -hmm. invaluable stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, because it gives you, a, it, it probably was a nice practical education. Mm -hmm. uh, because honestly, a lot of colleges is, is not practical education. And uh, it, I mean, it 
may help you get in someplace because of the degree, but it's not in many times, not practical education. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the way it is. <laughs> but so I got, I want to talk a little bit about women in manufacturing because you've been mm-hmm. involved in women in manufacturing the small business association, women in small business too, but women in manufacturing. So let's, let's just talk about it in generalities. And I don't know, you know, you know, in specifics, but do you think that we're making progress and we're really starting to, or have been turning a corner and, and more women are being invited into manufacturing and finding good roles in manufacturing? Yes, I definitely think that. Um, and I don't necessarily think that they're being invited. I think that they are stepping up and they are the leaders. Good. They're not waiting for the invitations. They're moving forward Good. Um, and moving in. And uh, I think 3D additive manufacturing is a huge uh, yeah. you, you know, reason why that is, is, being, is happening. I think you see just, I mean... I read a lot um, and I report on the news a lot and just the stories I see out there, of women uh, being involved and taking leadership roles in that, just that one, you know, uh, industry is amazing. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, it, it can't, it can't go anywhere but up Good. and forward. So I'm really happy to see all that. Yeah. Um, and you know, in an industry like my industry, which is the fastener industry, um, we are got a little work to do, Yeah, (laughs) you know, but, uh, but other industries are just there. It's, it's going gangbusters and it's amazing to see. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I mean, for me, honestly, the smart, I look back at that. I was so fortunate to work with some of the smartest and best leader women in manufacturing. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm always flabbergasted and just, just so happy to be in the room because um, honestly it, it sucks because in, in, like you said, in the fashion industry or something like that, where it's, it's male dominated, there's a lot of people that, you know, the, the women have to work harder, potentially to get into positions and other things like that. And that, that sucks. First of all, I would just put that right out there. Mm-hmm. It's blows the shit. That's not right. Um, and, and all the other things that go wrong with it. Right. Um, I've just been so fortunate. That's all I'll say. Yep. Yep. It's really you, cool. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't take, first of all, I personally don't let any of that stop yeah. me or, yeah. or, or get in my way. If yeah. something's in my way, I find a way around it, through it, awesome. up, over it, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I was raised by my dad and that's, you know, that's just the way he taught me. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he, he had a company. It was, uh, it was uh, young and sons. It was a, uh, uh, a painting company and I was his only employee. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. So for me personally, um, that's not an issue. Um, yeah. But you know, there's a lot of young women out there that that exactly. they see that this, you know, they see the injustice of this, and they, they they let it stop them in their tracks. And you just you just can't do that. I would say find a mentor that's going to uh, guide you and and show you that you know that's nothing to let 
get in your way. Um, there's there's always a way around it. And, yep. and really, we're, you know, we're in 2022 now. I mean, is that even legitimate? It's not. It's you not. Know? I mean, it should, should not what be. What difference even, does it make? What your what your you know does not anything. Yeah, anything, right? Anything doesn't. It shouldn't make a difference. Is do you do you come up and can you can you show up and can you perform? And that's exactly. Can that's you perform? Thing. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes down to that, that's the thing that I I really do uh, love. What I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, you see it, it. You see it in in practice in the business now. You see it in in you know on on platforms like LinkedIn. The women in ERP. I know Chris Harrington and Sarah. Uh, and there's, I can't remember names now, but there's three or four people that are doing that. And I'm just so happy to see that. And, and like you said, stepping up as leaders and mm -hmm. getting out there on video and not talking and, and the other things they're doing and, and running companies, leading companies, whatever they want to do. I mean, like you said, it's like, I'm doing it. Yeah. The, the most important thing is to have a voice out there. And, and I've noticed more and more on LinkedIn um, yeah. that women are just out there speaking up and, and, you know, creating the content and the, and the conversations yep. that need to be said, um, regardless of what sex you are, yeah. you know, and, and they're, and they're actually, you know, being listened to and thought of as, as leaders. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just amazing. Hey, women are like coaching football I know baseball and and there's a there's a woman gonna be in the Super Bowl I mean yeah. come on yeah you know yeah, it's just it's, awesome. it's just it's just so amazing to watch it's so yeah. different from when I was when I was 13 years old and wanted to play in the Babe Ruth League and they were like but you're a girl yeah uh, yeah but I'm better than you know half yeah. the kids you got out there so um you know it's just so different and yeah. so glad to see um just had a baby granddaughter and I just know that her life is going to be so different and so more fulfilling as far as opportunities to concern in, in manufacturing and industry and just yeah. in, in, in general. So yeah. I'm really happy to see that. That's so cool. I'm glad we got to spend some time on it because I, I really, I, like I said, I, I think it's, I think it's cool to see. And, I, and uh, yeah, they're just, I just, I'm just thinking there's so many people that I know now that are just really making a difference and it's, it's awesome to see. So as if I may, if you just, yeah, yeah. just, just as, you, as you said, there's so many people out there making a difference and I'll say thank you to people like you and Kurt and all of the others that are out there, you know, putting the, putting the word out there that, Hey, you know, if the, if the people can perform and they can live up to the, you know, the goals and the expectations of the, of the uh, job in front of them, what difference does it make what they look like? And it's people like, like I said, like you guys yeah. who really, um, we need those voices out there um, and we're grateful for them. So thank you. Well, it, it needs to be done. I'm glad to be able to spread what I can. The the uh, the thing that we're going to talk about a little bit, though, is in the fastener industry, you've seen quite a change over the years in the way that the, the fastener industry and how the products are sold. I bet it. Oh, yeah. 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 Used to be, you know, uh, your grandfather would pull up uh, in his pickup truck and he would... Uh, you know, ask you what you needed and fill up your bins in your, in your little shop out there. And then he'd drive off and he'd show up the next week and do the same thing again. Well, it's not that way anymore. 
You know, now it's everybody wants things instantly and they want to be able to do it themselves, self-serve. So everything's moving online. And yeah. uh, that's that's that was a huge problem in our industry. Um, and we started back in 1999 dealing with this. And, you know, I, I worked for a small distributor, as I said, and we went through every software application that we could come across that told us that they would be able to help us sell online. And when I mean we went through it, we actually signed up for a few of them. So yeah. I, I've seen them all. I've, I've, I've experienced them all. I've used a few of them, but none of them could solve the problem. And solve, the problem is that you have a complex product category with hundreds of attributes, hundreds of products and hundreds of attributes. And you're jamming that into a filtered, faceted search on the left-hand side of your website that just does it. I mean, how can you be on the job site and be looking for, you know, a fastener and have to search and sort through, you know, 12 different filters in order to find that one little thing? By the time you figure that out, okay, the day's over. Yeah. yeah. You haven't done, you haven't, and, and you needed this. It was a critical piece, right? Yeah. You still haven't found it. Um, yeah. And and so that was our issue um, with with what we saw out there as far as e-commerce and and uh, customer experience, and it, for us it all boiled down to customer experience. How was the customer going to be able to do to get the product that they need in a uh, easy to understand and manage uh, application? Yeah. So what we did was we came up with the Product Genius technology, which simplifies the search sort and display of those complex product categories all on one page and it all happens in milliseconds yeah and it's just like um you know we we solve we solve so many different issues in that one application one is you know you can get to see the whole product category all at all at once on one page you mm -hmm. can buy what you want ignore the rest um, and, you know, and go on to the next product category and you can do this all in, you know, online, whether it's mobile or desktop or laptop, whatever you're using. And, you know, you can get that order that took, you know, three or four hours to figure out, or if you were going through a regular search thing, you know, uh, having your procurement department buy one item at a time, um, that was, uh, you know, a real issue. And, and we solved that now. Yeah. You know, there's there's programs out there today where you can, you, you know, it remembers your last order and stuff. And we also have those capabilities. So, you know, that doesn't scare us. Um, but it's for the guy out there on the field who who's coming up with a job. He needs something right away. He needs to find it right away. He's going to go to his, you know, his supplier's website and he's going to look for it. And he's not going to be able to find it because of that long, tedious system that's in use currently today. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're trying to change. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I remember I limited purchasing experience. I'll just say that right now. But, but you know, even in the limited that I did, when you're buying fasteners or in the sheet metal industry where you're buying inserts that go in, you know, that are, you're, you're buying, it has to be a, a quarter 20 insert and it's got a certain finish and a certain length. And, and uh, you know, so there, there's so many different things that go into that one thing by the time you get down to it and even i think probably the first time i bought 
like that online was in the early 2000s. And, you know, it's just, it just, so it still is it, in a lot of places. It's just really clunky. It's yeah. really clunky. If I wanted a quarter 20 socket head cap screw, that was a grade eight and, and two and a half inches long, it might take you a long time to find that stupid thing. Yeah, well, it's gonna. It's let's go put it this way. It's gonna take you like at the minimum, you know, ninety seconds to figure it yeah. out. And that's it. That's even if you put it in the search box and you know you type it into the search box, um, you're gonna come up with a list of stuff. And I bet you, bet you, that five out of the six items that show up aren't even related to what you put into that search box. That that is just, such a great great thing. I'm sure you're right. There. The search out there is just terrible for industrial industrial products. Our, oh. process, our process list you list the product category in step one and you list all the variations of that product in step one you click on the you click on the radio button step two shows you the graph everything that's available in there and then you add it to your cart boom yeah. boom boom you're done you're on to the next thing you're not you know you know joe's not out there standing there waiting to try to figure out where is he going to get that item from yeah. Um, you know, he's going to be able to do it. He's going to have it and he's going to know he has it on order within 30 seconds. And that's the end of that. Now he can move on to, you know, what, what, uh, he really needs to do is, which is get on with his, his regular job. Um, yeah. that's one aspect of it. The other side of it is for your, for your internal sales reps. Okay. You hire them to sell. Okay. Not yes. to you know, shout out or, or uh, have to type out specifications to your yes. customers. Yes. Okay. You, 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 you're paying them to sell and our uh, technology provides all that information all right there in that compact little, you know, uh, space online so that the salesperson just types it in or tells the customer to type it in and boom, there it is. All of that pertinent information is right there. And your salesman can say, you know what, how many you want? How many should I put on hold for you? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, let's talk about, you know, if you need this, you also need that. So he's actually doing the selling, not yeah. the technical part. Not of the it. searching. Yep, yeah. Not the searching, not the technical part of it. So, so as you go into this, this is, I, this is, I, and I've seen the technology with you. We've gone through it. It's cool as heck. First of all, the the thing that I really think, and and I was talking to Ken Novak this week, and we got off on this uh, somehow. He started talking about search and product search and how horrible most B two B product search is. And then I read an article last week about someone was or a post or something. Somebody was talking about B two B websites that don't even list all their products. And, and I was thinking to myself, well, they probably do, but you just can't find them <laughs> not, because the because the data is not right. Oh, so oh. how 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 I mean, compared to where you need to be being perfect, being 100, how bad are most people's data sets on the backside of these things before they get started? I mean, are we 10, we 20, we 50% of the way there? I mean, because you have to have this stuff right. Otherwise, you can't tell the computer how to show it to people right, correct? Some, some people are actually negative, I hate to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, data is my data. Oh, boy. We could go on and on about data. If What's well, the key? It's the key. If you have your data all right, 
everything else comes just comes out so nicely because if I know this is this is this product category and you, you go down these lists because I've got clients where we've got you know we're running two hundred thousand different SKUs right and yep. for different suppliers different SKUs and the the manufacturers that have their stuff together their categories are really nice and when you want to go through and look at things the sort gets much better but yeah if, it, if it's not right like you said they're they're negative so what are some of the things you typically run into when you're looking at this everything everything from misspelling duplicates uh you know for instance in one in one product category that that we were working on uh, hex cap screws we had one vendor that had the same uh what should have been the same description for the same product spelled and and written out 11 different ways yes i mean you, you can't have that and it doesn't matter whether you're talking about e-commerce uh product information or digital assets or content uh management you need to have clean data so yeah. I would say for anybody out there looking to get online, make sure that your data is 100% accurate. Yeah. If you have to pay somebody to clean it, then do it. Because I'm telling you, in the long run, you're going to save thousands of dollars in wasted time and effort. Because here's what happens. And, and I know because I've done this personally. You hire a company. You're going to get, they're going to put you online. Okay. They're going to put you online. They get all your data. And the minute they try to enter it into the e-commerce system or, or ERP or CMS system, uh, CRM system, excuse me, uh, you know, nothing matches up. Nothing's, mm -hmm. nothing's matching up. Your pictures don't match. Your technical information's not matching. You have one item that's listed six different ways. Um, you, you, you just, and all of that costs money and it costs money, not only in you having to redo it, redo it, it costs money in because your customers can't find the products. Yes. And that's, that's the big thing right there. The customers can't find it. They can't buy it. Yes. And it, and, and whether we like it or not in B2B, you're being measured on how good are you compared to a B2C experience? Yep. And they're yep. used to buying exactly what they want, getting it very quickly, making it yep. easy to find it. Yep. Exactly what you want very quickly. Yep. And if they don't like it, they want to send it back. And yep. that comes well, to my or next. Or they go someplace week. else. Or they'll they go someplace find, else. Yeah. They can't find it on your website. I guarantee you they're going someplace else to find it. Yeah. And that means you lost a customer. And if yep. you lost a customer on that one item, and he buys 10 other items. Guess where he's going for those other 10 other items? Yeah. Someplace so that, else. It's a, it's a big deal. You you, you yeah. must have that data accurate. And, and my suggestion is you get it done from the start, even yeah. if it costs you to do it. Yeah, it, it is. It is well worth it in the beginning because what will happen too that I've seen is if my data is wrong and Damon goes and Damon buys a blah, blah, blah and... You know, we there's listen and B2B. There's a lot of $500, $1,000 items they're buying every single minute of every single day. Yeah. So I bought five of these things because this is what I needed in my factory or whatever. And your data was wrong and you sent me a different model. Now I've got 
two, three thousand dollars worth of equipment is sitting there. I can't use it. I want to send it back. Yep. And which all costs more money. It all costs more money. money Everybody's transportation company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the freight companies the only ones that make money off it, and and you never get it back in the original condition as much as you try, and and you're going to lose damage everything else and hassle from your your customer service people having to deal with it, and that customer may never come to you again. You ticked them off because you made you made a you made a mistake. Business is all about trust. If they can't trust the information that you're providing them to solve their issues, they're going to go someplace else. The end of story. Yeah. Don't care what business you're in. That's for sure. That's for sure. And it, it's, it, it is, as, as you said, it's, you got to have that trust and you only have a second to do it. And it's, and it, it's a second to establish. You got to keep it all the way through the process yep. and a second to lose it. Yep. Yep. And that's, <laughs> that's really, that's the way the world goes these days, right? Yeah, it is. You're in, it you're is. out. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you look at the the fastener, well, let's talk a little bit about about fastener news. You're involved in fastener news too, the industry. Yes, I publication. am. Um, that was so. How'd we, that come about? We had to, um, as a, a small fastener distributor, we had to find a way to amplify our voice, mm-hmm. amplify you know our ideas, all of this technology we were we were coming up with. Um, yeah. We had to we had to find a way to to make ourselves heard. So we started doing um, some, you know, just brief uh, newsletters and Mm -hmm. and, um, getting online as far as social media is concerned. Um, And nobody else was doing it. The, The regular fastener publications weren't they just weren't seizing the opportunity as far as yeah. we were concerned. Yeah. So um, we made it bigger. We, you know, we went out there and we started talking to people and getting stories and, mm-hmm. and publishing them. And the newsletter became bigger. Then we, you know, we went and we did a, a website. And to this day, we're still the only online uh, media um, source that is purely online. Um, you know, you, you can get news. Uh, mm-hmm. On, on a daily basis there. Um, and, and every week we do a, uh, audio ca- podcast, whatever. Yep. It yep. does. Um, and we tell everybody what's going on, whether it's events or acquisitions mm-hmm. or whatever kind of news there is in the industry. Um, and that's important because in today's business world, things are just, they're just moving so fast. Yes. Um, you know, you can sit around and wait to read, uh, the publications in our industry, they come out quarterly. Um, but you know, by the time you get that story out there in your quarterly publication, you know, the people that are fashion and news desk followers have heard it for the past three months. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of old news. Um, and we're pretty proud of that. We're pretty, we're we're pretty happy with the fact that we provide our industry with up-to-date, accurate, you know, um, trusted news um, for the industry. And we've also brought in other uh, industries along with that. So we talk about manufacturing, we talk about 3D printing, uh, you know, we talk about whatever industry impacts our mm-hmm. uh, fastener industry, we talk yeah. about it. And for that, for us, that's just, um, it's been a great learning experience. I mean, I, I just... 
know so many more things about the companies within the fastener industry, mm -hmm. um, the companies that buy from the fastener industry. Um, and it just, it's just been a great experience. We love no, it. No kidding. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that it was, it was all online and it's, yep. yeah. And you've been, it's been 11 years now or over it 11 has. years now. It has. That, we, we started out on Twitter. We, we, we just, we were, we were Twitter freaks, you know, going out there yeah. pumping out little, 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 uh, what were they at the time? 140 character yeah. statements, um, you know, talking to people within our industry. And now it's, you know, um, thankfully the industry has, uh, you know, adopted, uh, you know, a more open you know, uh, reaching out and, and talking to other people, interactive um, community. In uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, that's been a good thing for the industry. It's, it's really yeah. helped, I think, strengthen relationships and um, the communication is good. Um, and we think it's, it's really helped. I mean, especially when you had the uh, trade shows having to not be, yeah. you know, not be available because of, of COVID in the past couple of years, because of that community was there, people were still able, able to, you know, communicate with their vendors and their, and mm -hmm. their uh, customers. And, you know, that, I think all of these little steps are all making for a better community and, and industry uh, communication. So we yeah, think all positive cool. things happening. Yeah, that that is so cool, and I, like it's, I didn't realize the history of it, and that is that's mm -hmm. even more exciting as as you think about it because uh, I've seen some other people too. Dan Bigger and and some others started the USA Manufacturing yeah. Hour Twitter yeah. chat on Thursdays, and that's an incredible. When you get on that, there's like there might be a hundred companies they're talking about the topics, and they're you know it's a crazy fast paced thing, but the the community that you can build around something like that the fastener news desk like that is is so beneficial because everybody has challenges in these businesses and like you saw when you were in the sbdc and the other places helping in the companies having others in your industry or around you that you know and trust and can talk to about these things is so important that's just another way to to do it yeah, most of our uh, trade associations in, within the industry are uh, regional, right? Mm -hmm. So what we have with Fastener News Desk is we're able to talk to all of those people. Yeah. So when people on the East Coast are having an issue, um, you know, they get to alert and discuss with people on the West Coast um, through social media and through, you know, just yeah. knowing, just the quickness of the fact that the information is out there, right? Mm -hmm. It's not held back, like I said, for quarterly, you know, publication to come out. You actually yeah. know about it when it's happening. So if there's a supply chain issue on the East Coast, um, the West Coast knows about it, you know, within an yes. hour. Yeah. And yeah. they can they can then get ready for it, prevent it on their end or, you know, be prepared for whatever situation might come up. And that, and I don't care what industry you're in, that makes you a better business owner by knowing yeah. the information, having it readily at your you know, fingertips and be able to yeah. do something about it and be prepared for it. 
Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool because I hadn't thought about that though. But if you're in the fashion industry, right, and there's something happening and just you see it and you know it's going to affect you because you saw that, like you said, in minutes rather than waiting for a publication to come out, you can then prevent the the problem from happening to your end customers and help yeah. them be more successful by going, hey, we, we need you need to buy more of this. I'm bringing more in because we're going to be short for a while, especially with these supply chain challenges that are kicking everybody. Especially, right now. especially right now. I mean, it yeah. is, is key that you know what's going on um, and just and the only way to be able to do that is to be up to date. And, yeah. you know, not everybody's going to be sitting in front of their their computer or on their phone, you know, reading everything that comes through. But when mm -hmm. it's important, you know about it because everybody's talking about it. And yeah. that's key. That's yeah, key. That is. That is. That's so cool. So cool. Well, we got Joseph Stepke stopped by. Hey, Joseph. Oh, yeah. Check the spelling there on Chris's name. But thanks for stopping by, Joseph. <laughs> I, I know Joseph, so I can give him a bad time. But, uh, but the... Yeah, that's super cool. I mean, especially now, because I mean, you don't you don't plan these things, right? You don't mm -hmm. plan these things like our in our company. We got we got quite honestly, we had no pre thoughts about COVID or anything like this. We started going virtual in 2019 because we wanted to be able to service clients nationally. And it's like I didn't want to be on the plane as much as I was for most of my career. And I said, this, we, we have to figure out how would we do what we do virtually. And if I can do it with my neighbor, I can do it with anyone across the United States. And that's mm -hmm. what we did. Uh, and like yours, with the supply chain challenges, I think you got to probably be hitting some of that because now you can react and get the information out so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, so most of our, uh, the fastener supplies come in through the West Coast, right? Uh -huh. So if you wait, to find out about that, you know, a week or two weeks or whatever, yeah. you on the East Coast, your customer is going to be screaming because now it's three weeks later. Exactly. And he still doesn't have his product. All right. Yeah. If you knew about that right away, you could reach out to other vendors that are in the, you know, similar uh yeah, it had the same stock. You could be pulling exactly. stock from vendors around pulling, you. You can be pulling stock from wherever you need to pull it instead yeah. of waiting around to find out. You know, oh, you know, the 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 supply's not coming in. It didn't it didn't get in off the ship, or the ship is sitting in the dock, or it's out to sea, or whatever the case may be, or it's going to cost you another twenty thousand. That's a big thing that we've been having <laughs> yeah, in our industry that, yeah. right now is the amount is the cost yeah. of getting freight over here. Yes. Um, or or you know or even getting a container. Mm -hmm. um, we one thing we did through Fastener News Desk was we start when when this COVID first hit. Um, and we knew we weren't going to be able to have trade shows and whatever. We started a monthly um, Zoom. Oh, yeah. We call it we call it Fizz Fastener Industry Zoom, and we met uh, every month. And the issues and the people be able being able to talk about their issues about uh, workforce, um, about supply chain, wow. just about you know um, the the PPE and being able to get it or you know whether they so couldn't cool. get it whether, you know, whether they needed to have it, whatever the situation may be, we worked all, you know, we worked through that throughout, throughout the whole year. Yes. And people were able to, you know, large companies were talking to people with smaller companies and vice versa and helping mm -hmm. each other out and getting each other through it 
to keep everything moving. And that yeah. was just, it was just a, you know, uh, a benefit to the industry. And for me, it was a great experience. I mean, no I was, kidding. You know, I just, I'm, I'm loving it. Just, I, I'm soaking it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad I asked more about it because it's so interesting It and and beneficial for your industry overall, like you said, because I think a lot of people now realize that collaboration is is key, even if you you might sell the same product to, to some of the same people. But it's, it's that's not that's not a biggest deal, as big a deal as it ever was before, I don't think, in, in the uh, in the world today. Yeah, and so. if you if you tend to be a regionalized industry, I mean, when you open it up to the whole, yeah. you know, the whole country, um, in in one shot, and they're like, you know, hey, uh, you know, the guy in New Jersey's talking to the guy from you know Colorado, yeah, and he never had that opportunity before unless he went to a trade show, mm-hmm. which happens once a year. Yes, and in once a year, you're not going to build a relationship. Yeah. And and by seeing somebody through your community multiple yeah. times, yeah. you can you yeah. talk to them more than once. You get this comfortable uh, comfort around them, and they actually understand who they are and and what they do. And they do the same with you, which is so much cooler. Yeah, there's just so, there's just a lot more opportunity available through that yeah. through that just that you know interaction, networking, whatever you want to refer to it as. It's just mm-hmm. that opportunity is there and available, and people should you know take advantage of it. Yes. Yes. So with, with product genius now, I gotta, I gotta ask, you know, you've radically changed the search for complex one, uh, you know, let's see, one to many attributes kind of items, you know, with items, with a lot of attributes like screws, nuts, bolts, whatever you want to think. There's so many different kinds of industries. This goes into products. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when you look at the fastener industry, and I think product genius is a great place to start because you look at those kind of items and it's such a, a, a huge number of SKUs and, and just subtle variations that make a huge difference in the end products that they make. Mm-hmm. Um, how much have they really embraced overall? The industry has embraced e-commerce. Do you think it's it's still half of the industry or is everyone pretty much doing some of it or or what? What do you really see in the industry? Uh, well, um, my personal opinion is, is they have not embraced it as much as they should. Yes. Um, but uh, I think that we are an older generational industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is part of part of it. Although there is a huge turnover going on right yes. now. That's what you um, and I yeah. think that that's going to catapult it. You know, um, I, I just think I, just, I read uh, that somewhere recently that, um, you know, companies are expecting to spend, you know, upwards of a quarter of a million dollars on new technology within the next year or two. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll assume that that's also including my fastener industry. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I think just think that's a great thing. Um I, the other thing is, is I think that manufacturers tend to think that they don't need e-commerce. And that is a huge mistake in mm-hmm. the aspect that even if you just want to do a quote, you still need an e-commerce based platform in order to be able to do that. Yes. Um, and then we go back to the data again. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, 
for whatever you are, manufacturer, distributor, and whatever industry yeah. you're in, you you need to you know take a look at your technology uh, stack, where you're at right now, where you want to go, and uh, again, I'll emphasize the data, data, data. Yes, yes. Well, it's Chris. It is so cool to get to talk to you today, and I'm I'm you know like I said when I saw the product genius technology, I'm like, man, this makes it simple because. I can remember back when I couldn't find a lot of stuff and still the day you go on websites, you can't find stuff when you need it and, and how the product genius just simplifies the process, makes it easy. And like you said, if I, if I'm doing something and I need to find it quickly and I need to get it ordered and get, get onto the next thing, I think that's, it really is solving a, a need for the industry. So. Yeah, well, we're one click behind Amazon, but other than that, uh, we're pretty we're pretty happy with uh, with what we've got and what we've developed, and um, you know we hope to be able to expand it uh, very soon beyond the fastener industry. We started yeah. there because that's where we have our our you know our knowledge and our experience. Um, mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, it can be used in many different industrial supply um, and other retail uh, industries. So we're looking forward to the future. Um, where everybody gets to see a whole product category on one page and be able to buy from it, uh, you know, as often as they need. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Chris, for being here today. Again, we had Chris Young, product, product genius technology with us here today. She's talking about the fastener industry, her experience in the fastener industry, women in manufacturing, which was awesome, by the way. We got to talk about that. We talked about the Fastener News Desk is an online uh, organization that and news organization that you guys started 11 years ago. And, and that's so great because we talked about that. But just thanks. Thanks so much for being here today, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity, Damon. Thank you very much. You bet. You bet. I just thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back again next week with more interesting guests talking about life and business on the faces of business. Talk to you soon. There we go.